This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 356. Language Mastery host John Fotheringham shows you three ways to learn English on your own. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 10 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, you'll meet the host of the Language Mastery Show, and he'll tell us three very cool ways to take learning into your own hands, using exchanges and paid lessons to hit that higher level of English that you are looking for. Today, we have a guest on the Allers English Show. Our guest today is a linguist, an author, an entrepreneur, a vagabond, and a full-time silly goose. He's been learning and teaching languages for over a decade and has seen firsthand what works and what doesn't. He knows how to help you choose the right technology tools to get the maximum results for your efforts when it comes to learning languages. He's the creator of the popular blog, Language Mastery, and the podcast, The Language Mastery Show. Our guest today is John Frotheringham. Let's welcome John to the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, John, welcome to All Ears English. How are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Good. We are psyched to have you here. And I know that you are the blogger over at Language Mastery and the creator of that blog. And how long have you been blogging over there, John? So I started in 2009. Awesome. Can you? Yeah, it's been a while. My math is right. That's six years. But (laughs) <laughs> That's right. So can you tell us a little bit about why you started that blog and what your basic philosophy is for language learning? Sure. Uh, so my background is in linguistics. I said linguistics in school. Uh, and I've been both a language teacher and also a language learner myself. I've learned Japanese and Mandarin. Uh, and so as I've gone through both being a, a student and a teacher, I've observed a lot of problems and obstacles that a lot of learners encounter. Right. Uh, especially adult learners. Uh, and so that's what okay. I focus on. I try to empower adult learners to learn on their own because uh, there's so oh. many great resources and tools now available online. Oh, yeah. It's an amazing time now, isn't it, John? It is. It's just what's available out there for us. And you're right. I mean, not having time is no longer an excuse, although it is a major barrier and a hurdle for a lot of our listeners. <laughs> so on that note, John, can you give us three tips about how our listeners can really, as we say, take learning into their own hands, how they can be, become better independent learners to learn English? What can they do? Where can they start? Okay. Uh, I think the first thing, most important, is to get a language tutor. Okay. Uh, one of the downfalls, I think, of independent learning is it's all the easier to put off actually communicating. You can just get, get, <laughs> get a book or a podcast or something and just stay in your little shell and never actually apply mm-hmm. what you're learning. Uh, and I think not only is that 
less fun and less useful, it also takes a lot longer and you lose motivation. Yeah. So yeah. I would say get a tutor. Uh, there's lots of sites out there for it. I think iTalki or iTalki, depending who you talk yep. to, uh, yep. is my preferred site. Uh, oh, that's great. Lots mm-hmm. of tutors. They have ratings for tutors. They have a really good scheduling tool so that yeah. you are both on Skype at the right time, which actually yeah. is a big problem. <laughs> <Rather cool. laughs> okay. um, yeah. so that's number one so get a tutor okay. and then okay. uh, yeah. apply what you're learning in your independent study with that tutor so try out phrases ask questions about vocabulary about different structures you know mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. yeah Awesome. I really like that idea, John. You're right. It is very easy to grab a podcast, sit on the bus or sit on the train and again, continue to isolate ourselves. But here at All Ears English, we like to say that learning is about connection, not perfection. I like that. So you, so our, yeah, so our listeners need to take the time to get on italki. I mean, we really recommend italki, guys. And if you haven't been to italki yet, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I to register and to get 10 US dollars off your second lesson over there. I think I think it's a really good way to apply what we've been learning through podcasts and books if we're using books, right, John? Exactly. Yeah, I like that. So your first recommendation is get a language tutor mm-hmm. and get out of your own head. Exactly. <laughs> and I would say make sure to schedule a meeting with them at least once a week. Uh, okay. More than that's great, but probably cost prohibitive for a lot of people. So I think once a week is a good amount of time. Uh, okay. I think another advantage is when you know that there's a scheduled meeting with a tutor that you've paid for coming up, you're that much more likely to put in the time every day to study and to prepare. So I like that. How long would you recommend that a lesson should be? I mean, do you have any any sense of what what would work in terms of learning? Mm -hmm. Is 45 minutes better than an hour and a half? What do you think? What are your thoughts? I think 30 minutes is probably ideal. 30 minutes. Yeah. I think more than that, you start to lose steam. uh, Yeah. And also it makes it harder to review the session, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, Mm -hmm. a really good idea. Uh, Record it on Skype. And then go back and listen to it, take notes, Ooh. write down, you know, words that came up, uh, things you weren't quite clear on, you know, words you stumbled yeah. over, et cetera. Yeah. And I think 30 minutes is a little bit more realistic for our listeners who are so honestly, they're really just so busy, right? And we're going to try to fit in this once a week connection with a tutor and 30 minutes is a little bit more reasonable than an hour and a half. I exactly. Think. And even yeah. 15 minutes. I mean, some is better than none. So, yeah. Some is better than none. I mean, we've had a we had a guest on last week to talk about learning in bite sized chunks. Mm-hmm. You know, meet with a tutor for fifteen minutes or listen to a video for five minutes. But I think what you're saying here is the importance of of connecting again, of meeting with a real person to test out what you've been learning. Exactly. Are you taking the IELTS exam this summer? Are you wondering how to get started? We now have a course that will show you how to get your seven or higher with the right strategies, a daily study plan, and guidance from the best professionals in the IELTS field. Go right now to IELTS.AllEarsEnglish.com and try it for a dollar for three days. See you there. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, okay, cool. John, so what would be your next tip? Number two. So in a similar vein, uh, there's a site called Lang8. So it's L-A-N-G-8.com. Mm-hmm. 
uh, mm-hmm. that's a really good place to practice writing. So, you know, with italki, you're going to be practicing your speaking output. With Lang 8, you can then practice your writing output, which is another great way to put into practice what you're learning in your more passive input activities like yeah. reading and listening. Oh, yeah, I like that. I think we tend to emphasize speaking, 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 mm-hmm. but writing is also a really important thing not to overlook. Yes. It's an awesome yeah. thing overlooked. Uh, the beauty of Lang 8 is it's free. The, how it works wow. is you go on there and you will correct other people's submissions in your native language. So if you're okay. a native uh, English speaker, you'll be correcting people's submissions that are learning English. Uh, and oh. then if you're learning Spanish, for example, you'll submit something in Spanish and then a native Spanish speaker will correct it. Oh, very cool. So it's kind of an exchange. And what kinds of writers, I mean, what kinds of people would use Lang8? Are we talking about business writing? Or are we talking about academic writing? What kind of writing uh, are we practicing over it, there? It tends to be more informal writing, but it can be anything, really. Uh, okay. It doesn't matter. Anything you submit, it can be, uh, you know, a term paper. It could be a blog post. It could be a journal entry. It doesn't really matter. Uh, right. Probably the shorter the better, just because if something's really long, people aren't going to want to correct it. Yeah, maybe even an email. Maybe our listeners could submit a big email, an important email that's coming up at the end of the week, right? Right. And they want to make sure it's correct if they're sending it to an English-speaking colleague. Yeah, Yeah, good good idea. Okay, so lang8.com, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. All right, these are great resources. I like it. What would be your third suggestion for how our listeners can kind of take control of this learning and get out of the traditional classroom? Right. (laughs) Yeah, this is tough because I have a 100 other you know, tips or yeah. I'd love to share, but I'll have to narrow it down to just one. Uh, probably yet one more tool uh, that could help people. It's Rhinospike. Oh, Rhino Sp- yeah, rhinospike.com. So this is also a crowdsource tool, kind of like Lang8. But in this case, what you're doing, you're submitting text and you're having native speakers record that text in audio. Oh, wow. That's, I've never heard yeah. of that. And how do we spell that? Rhino how do we spell Spike. that? So R-H-I-N-O-S-P-I-K-E dot com. Wow. So you're writing something and you're sending it to hear it from a native speaker being spoken. Exactly. And this allows you to create your own custom audio then. So let's say there's a, an article or a blog post or something you've come across in your target language that you want to You've read it already, but you also want to practice reading and listening at the same time. So you can take mm-hmm. that then, submit it to Renaspike, and then people will record it. And oh, cool. just like with Lang 8, it's also free. And the way it's free is that you then, in return, record something in your native language that somebody has submitted. Oh, wow. It's incredible. I mean, the just the resources that are out there today, and these are just three of them, and I'm sure you have hundreds in your head yep. that you suggest to people. Wow. But here we're covering our speaking, we're covering our writing, and we're also covering our listening, exactly. right, by listening to what the native speaker is, how the native speaker is, is voicing our words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Is there any final tip? I mean, for your most successful, the most successful students that you mm-hmm. see, I mean, how what's the attitude that they have generally when it comes to these resources? How do they do it on their I, own? I think motivation and interest are the biggest okay. things. If people want to learn, they can get by with, you know, less than ideal materials or a lack of time. Right. Conversely, if somebody doesn't really want to learn that hard, they have all the time and the money in the world, they still probably won't learn. So I, yeah. I think having a either a need or a burning desire to learn that language, I think is the biggest thing that sets apart those that succeed mm-hmm. and those that fizzle out. 
Yeah, no, it's true because it's fun in the beginning, right? Everything is fun in the beginning when we start a new project and we can keep it going for a couple of weeks, but then it gets hard, right? We hit Mm -hmm. that dip, as Seth Godin says, and how do we move through that dip and move up to the top and keep progressing? Not everyone does, and you have to want to be doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. Finding a a reason, finding that fire, and I think for me, you know, having that tutor to talk with is one of those things that helps motivate me. Because I have yeah. an actual living, breathing person to interact with and to learn more about. And, you know, they ask questions and yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. And so have you used these resources as you've been learning Chinese and Japanese? You said uh, you learned. Un- those- unfortunately, when I first started learning both those languages, none of these things existed. So, oh, yeah, yeah I <laughs> wish they had. Uh, and I'm definitely going to be using them in future languages I learn. Okay, very cool. Very well. Good luck with your language learning. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. Where can our listeners go if they want to know more about all these cool resources that you're suggesting and the things that you've written about your thought leadership in this field? Where can they go to find you online, John? So my blog is languagemastery.com. Okay. And I should share that very recently, uh, one of my longtime readers and now a friend has gone through and translated many of my articles into Spanish. So wow. if anyone is either learning Spanish or is a native Spanish speaker, uh, lots of the articles now are available in Spanish. And you'll see a little link in the article that says download this article in Spanish. Okay, uh, good. And then I've also got a podcast, Language. Oh, you do? Yes, oh, the great. Language Mastery Show. Uh, okay. I've a bunch of uh, polyglots, linguists, uh, travelers, teachers, etc. Ooh, I bet our listeners would love to check that out since we're already podcast listeners over here, and I'm sure. So, guys, check out John's podcast, Language Mastery. Go to the iTunes store and type it in, Language Mastery Podcast. Is Uh, that right? Language Mastery Show is the title. Language Mastery Show. Very cool. I'm going to check that out. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Well, thanks so much, John. I really appreciate your coming on the show today to help us out. You've given us some new ideas for new resources, and I hope our listeners go and take advantage of them. That was fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks a lot. Take care. All right, take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you are taking your IELTS exam this summer, get our free IELTS cheat sheet, the seven easy steps to a seven or higher on the IELTS. Go right now to allearsenglish.com slash S-E-V-E-N. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, be sure to subscribe to the All Ears English podcast on your smartphone. See you soon. Hold up. 